Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Hello again, and we're back for an, another lesson in, in Proverbs uh, chapter 1. Let's begin reading in verse 1 through verse 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. To understand a proverb and a figure, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray. um, First of all, I thank you for, for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. I thank you for the young people who may be listening to this video. And I pray, dear God, that they would grow in wisdom, that they would know you, they would walk with you, that they would stand before you on that great day in Christ Jesus and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. Father, please bless them. And help us now in this small study. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we're in verse 4, so let's read it, and then we'll begin to look at some things about that we find there. To give prudence to the naive and to the youth knowledge and discretion. Now, prudence here is a, kind of a strange word because it can also mean shrewdness, our craftiness. You know, like we know that the devil um, in the serpent in the garden was crafty, was, was shrewd. And so this, this type of prudence, this shrewdness, this craftiness can be both negative and positive. There are people out there, young person, and you, you need to understand this, that are very shrewd in doing evil. And you are a youth you are a simpleton, as we will learn today. I don't want to be offensive, but, uh, but it's true. And uh, they will be able to deceive you and to hurt you and to use you and, most of all, to mislead you away from God. And so you need a prudence, a positive craftiness, a positive shrewdness in which you can look at things and you can see there's a trap going this way. I'm going to go this way. These people have just asked me a question, but they don't want to learn. They just want to ensnare me. So silence is better than an answer. There's so many places and circumstances in which you need this type of wisdom. And we have a perfect example of of what this really means. And of course, it comes from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Now listen to what he says. He's going to send out his disciples in order to preach, in order to proclaim 
the kingdom. Now he's sending them out, not into a world that loves God, but a world who is antagonistic toward God and will actually use its craftiness to fight against those who seek to do God's will and proclaim God's purpose. And this is what Jesus said in, in Matthew ten sixteen: Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, so be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Now, we've all heard the saying, fire, you know, fight fire with fire. Well, it really doesn't work that well, except with regard to fire. Um, here he says, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. He doesn't say, I send you out as wolves in the midst of wolves. If you're going to swim with sharks, you need to be a shark. That's not what he's saying. But he says this, listen, I want you to be pure and holy and innocent and kind and loving. And yet at the same time, you are going to be surrounded, not all the time, but many times by very dangerous, shrewd and clever people. And he says, I want you to be as shrewd as a serpent. I want you to be more shrewd than they are. Yet at the same time, without losing your innocence, without losing or departing from righteousness, shrewdness does not have to mean doing evil. It doesn't have to mean trickery or deception. It can just be the application of wisdom, of seeing a trap and being able to go around it. You know, when they asked Jesus, you know, should we pay taxes or not? It was a a lose-lose situation. It really was. Because if he said, uh, pay taxes, then the Jews would be angry with him, who hated the Roman rule. And if he said, don't pay taxes, he's going to be arrested. Look at the shrewdness that he used. He said, give me a coin. Who does this coin belong to? Whose emblem, whose, whose image is on it? Caesar. Then give to Caesar what's Caesar, and to God what is God's. Do you see? And many times he was asked a question, and he said, well, let me ask you a question first. So be very, very careful. But the only way you can be careful and be shrewd and at the same time innocent, not lose your righteousness, is by cultivating the mind of Christ in the Scriptures, in the book of Proverbs. Now, he says here in verse 4, to give prudence to the naive, literally means the simple ones, those who cannot handle, discern, uh, complex and complicated matters. Now, people who are easily deceived. Now, here's what I want you to see. Look, Look at verse 4. To give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. Remember what I said, I think, about Hebrew parallelism. Sometimes in the book of Proverbs, we'll have one line, and then the second line comes, which is not really a separate idea. It's just adding to or explaining the first idea. And so here, basically, the naive and the young, that's basically a synonym. They're being used synonymously. If, if you're a youth, you're a simpleton. Uh, you're naive. Now, I know, especially when you hit your teenage years, I know that you think you know all the answers. Well, not only do you not know the answers, uh, you don't know most of the questions. But I want you to know there are people out there who will take advantage of that. And so, you know... I have met young people 
who through their study of the scriptures had become wise. I have also met old people who through their neglect of the scriptures acted very foolishly, even those who were in the ministry. And, and what does it come down to? <laughs> what do you want to be? Do you want to be wise or do you want to be a simpleton all your life? What do you want to be? You say, well, I want to be wise. Well, there's only one road. It's the scriptures. That's all. The scriptures. Now, he goes on and he says this, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth, knowledge and discretion. Now, knowledge here. I want you to see something. Um, if you look at Psalms chapter 1, the, the one who meditates upon the law of God, he will prosper in his life. That, that doesn't mean he will prosper just in church. That's not what it means, even though you should prosper in church. It doesn't even mean he'll prosper ju just in the things of God, in religious things. No, he'll prosper in every area of his life if he meditates upon the law of God. Remember Joshua. He was to, uh, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a cleric. He wasn't someone who just sat behind a desk or preached behind a pulpit. He was a warrior, and he had to lead God's people into battle. And do so many things, not just battles, but administration, dividing up the, na the uh, tribes, everything. What was he told to do at the very beginning of the book of Joshua? To meditate upon the law of God and that God would help him. You see, if you're right with God, you have a right relationship with God, it doesn't mean you're not going to suffer. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through times of terrible trials. But what it means is your life as a whole is going to be healthy, prosperous, and useful to God. Now, he says gets all kinds of knowledge. Every kind of knowledge. You say, well, what about math? What about science? Well, no, the the Bible isn't a, a book on math or necessarily a book on, on science. Well, then how's that going to help me? Well, because it will teach you the disciplines to be able to prosper in those areas. It will give you the character. For example, there are many people who are gifted in math that never become good math mathematicians. Why? They have no discipline. They have no character. Just like there are many brilliant athletes, they have all the gifts but they do not have the character. You know, I've heard many, many people say that there are people playing basketball on the, on the streets, you know, that are better than people in the NBA, but they didn't have the character to be able to function as a teammate, to be able to practice, to be reliable. And so in, in, in this, in this you need to grow, and that is only through the Scriptures and cultivating the mind of Christ. Now, he says discretion in verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase in learning. Um, I'm sorry, verse 4. To, to give prudence to the naive and to the youth, knowledge and discretion. What is discretion? It's the ability to choose the right path in any given situation. It's the ability to know how to act. To be able to observe a situation and know how you should respond to it. Now, it's very important, this word, I did a little bit of study on this word, and it also has to do with purpose and plans. 
like the the ability to look at a uh, project, like building a house, and to work it out. Also, the idea to say you you're 18 years old, or, or that you're starting to think about college, and to choose a college, and to choose a career path that's actually going to be beneficial. You know, so many people go to college, and it's literally four years of spending a whole lot of money and coming out with nothing that they can apply in real life. So you need discretion to be able to choose a path. But another thing that's very, very important in this area, tremendously important, is choosing the path for your entire life. You know, um, I I can't emphasize this enough. I know that I'm going to sound like a broken record. But your life isn't isn't a circle. It's it's linear. It had a beginning and it's going to have an end. And you're going to go from beginning to end a lot quicker than you ever imagined. I promise you. And and at the end of that life you will stand before God. You will. You know, here's the thing, when I talk this way, so many people will say, you know what you're trying to scare, you're trying to do this. No, it's a reality. I'm I'm talking about a reality, and if that reality is fearful to you, well, that's, that's up to you there, isn't it? But the reality is, you're going to stand before God. Will you have wasted your life, and not just your life, your, your time, your resources, your talents, your opportunities... Now you can go out there and you can you can maybe be very disciplined and successful but you've done everything for you. But see you weren't made for that and you won't be happy ultimately. You were made for God and you were made for serving others. Now do you have the the discretion to be able to sit there and look and go I don't want to waste my life. I don't want to trade eternity for some fleeting passing thing here that can't even begin to compare with what's waiting for the godly, the believing. So please, you need discretion. Now, Proverbs 5, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Now, this can also be translated as a command. And when it's translated as command, it has really a lot of force to it. So listen, let the wise man hear and increase in learning and let a man of understanding acquire wise counsel. Now, here's something I want you to see. In verse four, the scriptures are basically telling the naive, the youth, the young to grow in in wisdom, to grow in knowledge, to grow in discretion. Look, you're young. You don't know the answers. You don't know the questions. You need to grow in wisdom. But then it comes to five, and it's basically the same thing to the wise man. You see, what you need to understand is this, that, that young people without much wisdom, the naive, the simple, they can become wise through the study of Scripture. But being wise is not a static position. Now, what do I mean by that? Static means unchanging. Like, you arrive, you're wise now, and, and after that, you don't need more wisdom because you're, you're just wise. That's not what it means. 
You see, you grow in wisdom, but then you have to keep growing in wisdom. No one is as wise as they could be. Not even someone as old as me. We're not as wise as we could be. And also, you need to know this, if you stop studying the Scriptures, if you stop looking at wisdom, not only are you not going to grow, you're going to go backwards. I've seen a lot of old men do a lot of foolish things because they departed from their dependence upon the Scriptures. So this is not uh, me telling you, you're young and you need to study the book of Proverbs until you're 25. This is me telling you, you need to give yourself to the study of the full counsel of God all the days of your life. So that the last day of your life, you're still seeking to grow in wisdom. And remember this, all true wisdom, all true wisdom will lead to godliness, will lead to godliness. Now, look, he says, a wise man will hear, will hear. Do you understand me? What does James say? We're to be slow to speak. We're to be slow to, to anger. But what are we to be quick in? In hearing. So many people just simply do not want to hear. I've been in conversations with people and you knew they weren't listening to you. They were just waiting for you to be quiet so that they could talk. And so many young people, you don't want to hear your father and your mother And society will basically tell you if someone's old, they don't have any wisdom. That's the very opposite. You see, there was a time when when we were young. And now we've lived many, many years. And we've made a lot of mistakes. And we've learned a lot of things. And if we're Christians, we've had the opportunity to study the Scriptures. Maybe you should listen. So you don't repeat the same error. Hear, hear, listen. But another thing you need to understand is that in the Bible, the word hear doesn't mean just listen or even learn, but it means to do. It means to obey. Please, young person, I'm pleading with you. Learn by listening. And then what you learn, apply to your life, practice it, work it out diligently. Now, he says, a wise man will hear an increase in learning. And a man of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Now, here's something I want you to think. He he acquires it. He goes after it. He's not just like some sea sponge that responds when it's touched. He goes after it. He pursues it. He knows, I'm not, I'm not wise I don't have the understanding that I need. I'm going to actually do something about it. And do something about it entire life. Now, this wise counsel can, you know, it's it's a good way to translate the word. It is wise counsel, but sometimes we just think it's, it's, well, I heard something wise. Let's look at it this way. Wise guidance. You've got to navigate through a very, very dangerous world. And you need guidance. You know, I've said it before. You know, I've, I've been through so many dark jungles and places like that. And, and I, I really don't know that much about being in dark jungles. But I was able to navigate because uh, I was with people who knew what they were doing. I would receive their counsel, you see. 
So it opened up so much that I could do in my life because I submitted to the counsel of others. Even now, if I want to do something I've never done before, the first thing I do is go talk to people about how to do it. Why should I reinvent the wheel or go through countless errors that I don't have to go through? So we need to receive wise counsel. Now, I want us to look at verse 6. Well, I tell you what. Let's go ahead and do verse 6 in the next lesson because there are some very, very important truths in that verse that, that, uh, that we need to take a look at. So, uh, well, we got through two verses. We tried three. And uh, I'll see you in the next lesson. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society.